0: Let's get in the Word this morning. This is week, I believe, five in our series. We're talking about vision, purpose, and faith. So open up your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 29. A couple foundational scriptures that we read every time. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. It says in the King James Version, where there is no vision, the people perish. In in the Amplified Classic, it puts it this way, where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. And as we've said before, that word vision literally means revelation of God. So it's it's not what you know head knowledge. It's what you see on the inside of you. You don't really know the Word of God unless you see it on the inside of you. And God puts His Word in you for the purpose of giving you vision. Vision, it allows you to see your purpose. The reason that God has you here. And the world system is designed to create fear. It's designed to create unbelief. It's literally... Master plan designed to get your eyes on yourself and to keep you from walking out God's plan for your life. So, this is why we teach on this. It's so very important. So, now jump over to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 in verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 says this While we look not at the things which are seen, but or you could say but we look at things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporal that greek word temporal again means they are subject to change if you see symptoms in your body it's subject to change if you see a lack of finances in your life that is subject to change right but it says here but the things which are not seen are eternal, or in other words, in the Greek language it would read, are not subject to change. In other words, nothing changes the word, ever. So we are to walk by faith and not by sight. Remember, in our life here, it's not what you possess, it's what possesses you. Right And God wants you Possessed With his vision for your life This is literally the game Satan is going to Throw thoughts, use people Use circumstances, use your Past, ever since you And I were little kids Satan has been working to Literally plant His vision in your life And his vision Is one of death God is his, his right there. And his goal is to plant vision in you from his word. You, when you hear the word of God, the Bible says faith comes by hearing. See, you'll know when you're hearing because you're seeing something. When you hear, you see. And, and this is the thing. You've got to be real careful with this because whatever you're beholding is what you become. If you don't like things in your life right now, you can go right back and look at what you've been beholding. What is that vision on the inside? It's so important that we allow. Remember, the doctrine of Jesus is easy. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Why? Because his word, it's full of life, it's full of power, and it will mold and shape you. Into the man or woman of God that he has created you to be God has a purpose for your life. It's 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 massive and the enemy wants to separate you from your faith So that you can't see it That's so important that we get that so turn over to first corinthians chapter 2 We're going to look at another scripture today first corinthians chapter 2 in verse 12 It says this, it says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Why? That we may know the things that are freely given to us by God. Have you ever been, had somebody explaining something to you? Do you know? So many times you don't. When, when you're like, "Oh, okay, okay, I know that." No, you don't say that. You say, "Oh, yeah, 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 I see that." Right? Look at this. It says that we might know the things that are freely given to us by God. The word "know" in the Greek language is the word "edo." It means to see and to perceive. So you could read it literally, now we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might see the things that are freely given to us by God. It's one thing to know that Jesus is a healer. There's another thing, to see yourself well. God wants wants you to see yourself as you, as you age physically, he still wants you to see yourself walking and being strong and being healthy. And if you're not there, that's okay. Take the word of God and let the Holy Spirit bring revelation so that you grab hold of it. Listen, God's no respecter of persons. Moses, the Bible says his eye didn't dim. It says his vigor or his youthfulness never left him. So here's this 120-year-old guy who still had a testosterone level of 800 to 1,000, and God's like, okay, Mo, it's time for you to die. Can you go climb up that big mountain right there and go die? Yes, sir. Right? God, that's God's plan for your life, is that you live long and you live strong and healthy that you that you have an abundant supply it's not enough for you to see a lot of people will go oh yeah god you know in our circles oh yeah god wants to bless you financially that's great you'll have financial trouble your whole life quoting those scriptures until you slow down and meditate in them so that they open and then all of a sudden you realize oh my gosh it's not what i make it's what i sow. and when you do that you're free see everything god put his spirit in you so that you would know the things that he's freely given you that you would see the things that he's freely given you so that you can walk in freedom he wants you free we are to dominate the world system the world system is never to scare us right Whatever that is, you build the Word of God and let the Word of God do the work. The Word of God will change you. It'll transform your life. So now jump over to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 in verse 18, and let's look at another scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 in verse 18. It says this, but we all, all. So does that leave anybody out? But we all, with an open face. I'll try to say this Greek word. Wow. I don't even know why I do that. Anak alupto. There we go. Anak alupto. It literally means an open face means an unveiled face. It means a face that has had the veil removed. We don't live in this life the way the world lives. People that don't know God are blind. People that are born again but are living for themselves and they're not letting the light of the Word shine in their life, they're living in darkness and they don't have to. But we all, with an unveiled face beholding as in a glass, that Greek word would be mirror. Beholding as in a glass or in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. Wow. In other words, when you get in the word of God and you look at this with an unveiled face, I'm seeing this with the eyes of my spirit. Look at what it says here. What, have, what do I see? The glory of the Lord. What happens to me when I peer into the glory of the Lord? What is the glory of the Lord? It's his very presence. It says here, I am changed. You are changed. As we peer into it, we are changed. It's the Greek word metamorpho. We are changed into the same image wow that'll tilt your religious teaching so you're saying as I peer into this see the whole New Testament is telling you to look and keep on looking to continue in to be a doer of the word and the Bible says as I do that I am changed this Greek word, metamorpho, is used three times. Here, it's, it says changed, okay? We also have on the Mount of Transfiguration, right? That's over in Mark 9, verse 2 and 3. Jesus was metamorphoed. He was transfigured on the mountain. What was on the inside of him shone on the outside. In other words, as you peer in, to the word of God, you'll see the very glory of God and it will transfigure, it'll pull out of you who is on the inside, enabling you to walk in the spirit so that you don't fulfill the lust and the desires of the flesh. This word is also in Romans 12 too, where it says don't be conformed to this world system, but be transformed, be metamorphosed we get the term metamorphosis from that a caterpillar changing into a butterfly when you peer into the word what is happening here it's amazing as i peer into the word i become what i'm beholding The Father says, as he sent me, I'm sending you. The works that I do, you should do, and greater works will you do, because I go to the Father. If you say you're mine, you should walk like I walk. Well, we can't do that in our natural strength. We don't have to. You peer in. As I peer into the Word of God, well, how do I do that? By meditating in the Word. By saying it. I read the Bible and when a scripture jumps out at me, I start meditating in it. You want to start seeing the glory of the Lord? Just start meditating in that. right? Just start walking around all day. Oh Father, I thank you that I have a, I, the veil has been removed from my face, and I'm peering in to the Word of God, and I'm seeing the very glory of God, and I'm being changed. Into that same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you that the Holy Spirit is changing me, transforming me, transfiguring me into the image of Jesus. All this junk in my flesh is just falling off. That old vision that I had about being worthless or not enough or stupid, or I never seem to get ahead. That's all gone now, and I'm seeing myself as I really am. The Bible says you are a world overcomer. Isn't that amazing? This is, this is and remember now, this is the word of God, so this is not subject to change. You can disagree with it, which I don't think there's anybody in here disagreeing with it, I think we're all in on this deal. But you could even disagree with it. That's your choice. You won't walk in it, but it's still true, right? I mean, I don't care. If you don't believe in gravity, please don't climb up on a roof and jump (laughs) off. Well, I just don't believe in gravity. Well, okay, you're about to find out. Gravity is really true. You wanna change your life? You wanna transform your life? Do you want your life transfigured Because this is what happens. On the inside of every one of us, there is this plan that God has placed in us. And it, it creates inner turmoil when you're living below it. But God wants you to live right in it. And he'll do it all. It says here, you're changed from glory to glory. Even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So who does who does the transfiguring? Who does the changing? Who does the transform life? It's the Holy Spirit's work in you. It's not your work. So let's jump over to Ephesians chapter 1. I love Ephesians chapter 1. Man, what a run-on sentence. The first 14 verses is one run-on sentence. And there's, there's what's called an heiress participle. And it it just literally gives you a progression. But let's look at a few verses here. In Ephesians 1, 3, it says this. Blessed, this Greek word means empowered to prosper and succeed. Do you know God is blessed? He is life. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath, past tense, blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ in the Greek language it would read who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies in Christ in other words this is talking about the spirit realm which is more real than the physical realm. The blessings of God in the spirit realm are already yours. You've already been given them. And as you gain revelation knowledge of the word of God and you hear and see the word, faith comes and now you could take that unseen spirit realm blessing that you already have and pull it right into the physical realm so so that it's working in your life. It says this, He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Now, if you look at a King James Version Bible, sometimes words are in italics, and and that means they're not in the original manuscript, but but the translator added it to add clarity. If you were to read this literally, you'd say he's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies in Christ, places is in italics it's not in the original manuscripts it was added by the translators to bring clarity but just know this literally verse 3 would read like this blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the spirit realm in christ that's literally what it's saying Now remember, spiritual blessings enforce temporal blessings, or blessings in this natural realm. The spiritual blessing of the blessing of Abraham being upon my life will produce an overflow of finances in my natural life. It'll produce influence in this world, in, in the natural realm, so that I could be a blessing to others. But I have to see that. I can't just know it. I have to know it and see that. God's word will go to work in your life. Man, if you'll put it first place, it, he will start from, and go area to area to area, and change. he'll show you Everything that He'll show you the path of life. He'll show you your path. He'll show you everything on it. You'll get in a situation where there seems like there's no way out and you'll smile because, no, I know you can't see a way out in the natural, but no, I see the way out. It is written. It is written. It is written. I see it. I know it. It's more real to me than this natural stuff. Everything naturally that we see. It was created by the unseen. Hebrews tells us that very literally. So that's verse 3. Blessed is, blessed is God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the spirit realm in Christ. And then we have this aris participle in verse 4. According. According is in the aris participle. In other words, what you could put in your Bible, if you want to read this literally, it would read just like this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the spirit realm in Christ, because and before. That word according, you could literally translate it, because and before what? He hath chosen us to live or chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Why did God the Father bless us with all these spiritual blessings? Because and before he hath chosen. This Greek word chosen means he handpicked us to live right now, at this time in history and in this geographical area. That's why you think about moving, you better make sure that it's, it's what God wants. Right? I know for me, man, years and years ago, it was all about, I got to go here, I got to go here. And, and the Lord's like, listen, Tony, the problem is wherever you go, you'll be there and you'll mess it up. Right? So why don't you just back off, learn who you are in me, and let me guide you. Right? You don't, pl- you don't choose. I mean, you can, but there's no life in it. You let God plant you in the local body that he wants you at. You let God plant you at, at the job or the career or, or the business or whatever. You let him plant you and move you. And boy, I'll tell you, you'll always be in the right place at the right time. Right? That's the Holy Spirit's job. So he blessed us because he handpicked us in him. Wow. See, this is the thing you got to realize. Who did he handpick? Just those of us who accepted Christ? No. No, the Bible says God is a God who would have all men to be saved. So, in other words, All these spiritual blessings in the spirit realm are to be for every human being. Because God chose every human being. That's why Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. It's really sad when a person chooses not to accept that. Right? It's really sad because then they miss out on all of that. Man, I'm telling you, at the great white throne judgment, when all the people that have lived throughout all of human history stand before the judge of all humanity and are judged for every sin that they committed, there's going to be no arguing. There won't be any excuses. The Bible actually describing this moment, it says when God walks out, it says the heavens flee from his presence. The greatness. And they're going to be standing there and they're going to see a God who had provided everything for them, but they just rejected it. And here's God who's all-knowing, but he's so much love that he still says, hey, can you check the books again? Because just in case I'm wrong, is there name in the book of life? Do you know when you get saved, do you know my name did not get written in the book of life when I got saved. It was already in there. My name was not in there when I just got born into this earth. My name, Ephesians 1-4, was in there before the foundation of the world. Isn't that amazing? See, your name is not written when you get saved. No, no, your name is blotted out once you reject Christ and he works on you your whole life to try to woo you to him, but once you step out of your body and you die physically, then then your name is blotted out. And we don't want that for anybody. That's why it's imperative. Don't worry about, well, you know, I just don't know how to witness. No, no, just be a witness. Well, what do I mean by that? Meditate in the word put the word first place and just let god be god If you have to use words, he'll give them to you But really you won't have to use words very much because people will see They'll see god in your life Kind of does away with this. Let's beat people over the head and say hey you better turn or burn Do you know that's not the gospel? The gospel is jesus took your place right in other words When I look at verse 4 here, I see that the God of heaven has a plan. God planned in advance all that you would ever be in this life. He planned it. Actually, I say in this life, that goes all the way into eternity. He's got a plan, He made that plan for you. It's amazing. And then it goes into another heiress participle. So he blesses us with all spiritual blessings in, in the spirit realm in Christ because and before he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love because, verse. now we're going into verse five, because and before he predestinated us Unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself this word predestined you know we have this this big word that they use in the Calvinist movement predestination the word just means he pre-planned God has a plan for every human being everyone and don't be moved by where people are oh I'm an atheist oh I'm this You're an atheist, so why are you so mad at God who doesn't exist? Right? You know, I mean, literally. It's like you're an atheist, so why are we even talking? Right? I've seen an atheist professor in a New Age Age college, in a moment of time, get born again. Go from major atheist teaching on all this whacked out New Age stuff to born again. In a moment of time why because the enemy blinds the minds of people that's all it is so I don't care the, the person you look at and go man they don't want to hear anything just start praying for them start praying that God send laborers across their path because I'm telling you the Holy Spirit he knows every key to their heart now they're gonna have to make a decision have you ever shared the gospel with somebody And you've seen their conscience woke up, wake up, and all of a sudden they know for the first time in their life, wow, there is a God and I'm not right with them. And I've seen people shake that off because they want to live for themselves. And they'll go dark again. Don't worry about that. Just keep praying for them. God will bring other opportunities. But this is because and before he pre-planned. The word does not mean predetermined. Because predetermined means, well, you know, you were in an accident that crippled you, and God, that was part of God's plan. Do you know that's taught in pulpits? Well, you know, the Down syndrome child that was born, that was God predetermined that that child would live in this life as a Down syndrome child. No. No, 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 no. God has a plan. Right? Right? Man, we used to have two girls in our church, they were Down syndrome, just, they love God with all of their heart. You know, Gabby and Constance. Man, one time I had this healing line, man, there was an anointing all over me, and our children's minister, the lady who was running our children's ministry, came up for prayer, and before I could even get to her, Gabby, who, who very rarely talked, walked up to her and laid hands on her, got instantly healed and then she walked back to her seat. She was just a little girl. But Gabby and Constance, they won't be Down syndrome in eternity. Right? I'm telling you, God is good. And, and see, people get in a pulpit. They're afraid to say that stuff. Pastor, no, no. Shame on you for saying that God predetermines evil in people's life. God doesn't use prostate cancer to teach you about him. Now, if you if you are facing prostate cancer, his will, his pre-planned will for you is that you get healed and be and walk free from that. We gotta get this right. Right? I might get a couple emails on that one. Let me just tell you, don't care <laughs> at all. We're gonna, we're gonna scream from the rooftops that God is good all the time. And this is our final authority. Just because I don't understand this, doesn't mean this isn't true. I am not going to put God in a box based on my experience, right? Hallelujah. So having predestinated us Unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will. In other words, why did he bless you with all these spiritual blessings in in, in heavenly places in Christ? Why did he handpick you to live at this time, to live right here? Why did he do that? I have no, no, I'm just teasing. I I wouldn't want to live in California right now. Wow. But why did he do that? Why did he plan on me being able to live holy and without blame before him? Why in the world did he pre-plan me to be adopted as his very child? Now, this is Eastern adoption. This is not, well, my last name changed. No, 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 I was born. Adoption means to come to a full maturity. But I'm his child, right? Why did he do all that? According to the good pleasure of his will, because he wanted to. Guys, God is good all the time. God will watch over his word and perform it if you hold, but you gotta give him something to watch. You gotta keep the word of God in your mouth, in your mouth at all times. See, God pre-planned for everybody to be saved. Each person much must choose to receive that or to reject that right so now let's jump over you guys doing okay isn't this good this is just life-giving so let's look at let's look at how god operates a little bit let's go to isaiah 46 Isaiah 46 in verse 9 starts to give you a real picture. And where we're going with this, guys, we're building a foundation so then we can really talk about how you can really discover the vision that God has for you. Because you can't can't walk towards something you don't see. Isaiah 46 in verse 9, it says, Remember the former things of old, For I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. And then here is a major attribute that that separates him from everything else. God is the God that declares the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand, and I, will, and I will do all my pleasure. Declaring. God is a God that declares. This is the Greek or the Hebrew word nagod. It means God announces. God is the God who manifests and explains the end from the beginning. You got to get this. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done. In other words, this is what this means God finishes things first in the spirit realm. Got to get this. He finishes it first. And then he goes back and starts it in the physical realm. Your healing's already finished. God's whole plan for your life is all finished right now. And then he goes back and starts it all in the physical realm. In other words, whenever God starts something in the earth, he already completed it in eternity. God reveals the end result of something when it is just at the beginning stages. Ooh, that will get you excited because God will show you on the inside the finished product of your healing. He'll show you on the inside the finished product of a healthy marriage. He'll show you on the inside your children serving God when they're not. Do you see that? You have to understand this about God. In other words, God's order of working. He tells us, what the end of the matter is to be. Then he backs up and he begins the process of fulfilling that end. now, Now we think, wow. But you know, some of these buildings that are built in Omaha, right? Do you ever notice that you drive by them and there's like this billboard thing and it shows the building. (laughs) Now this I, I want you to get this about God but it makes total sense. Could you imagine when they built this building if carpenters and cement guys and everybody just showed up, roof guys, HVAC guys and they just started working. They just started doing their thing. No, no, guess what? They all had to have a blueprint of what to do first, right? So in other words, they finished this building before they ever started it. That makes total sense, right? Like those guys with the HVAC system. Can you imagine? We meet with Edward, and he's like, well, yeah, we're just down there working. What are you doing? Well, we don't know. We're just kind of all doing our own thing. You know what I just described? Many local churches. Everybody is doing their own thing. Why? No vision. No purpose. God wants you to have vision and purpose. This is why it is so important. Show me a person that's not a viable part of their local church family. Show, show me a person that's not, and they're not, they're not going to walk out God's plan for their life. They're going to miss it. This is so very important. Well, where do I go? Well, you know, I got to go where I like. Well, yeah, that might get you in trouble. I might go to, I got to go to work where who will pay me the most money. Well, that makes total sense if you want to live in death. But if you want to live in the prosperity of God, you go where he wants you. Right? Well, pastor, are we just robots? Come on, we're we're Americans. We, I mean, I'm my own man. I've got to have my own original thought. Oh, okay. Do you know God never made you to have original thought? And you're thinking, well, well, okay, so we are just robots. Are you kidding me? I'm out. Pastor, I'm going to to a church down the street that's going to, right? No, no, no. No, God operates that way. Do you know Jesus said, I only say what I hear my father say. Are you kidding me? Come on, Jesus. You're the creator of the universe. Can't you say something on your own? No, Zoe life is, I only say what my father says holy spirit you are the mighty holy spirit of god what do you say well i just i take what jesus says and what does he say he does and he shows it to us the trinity doesn't seem to have a problem with that i have a feeling that maybe we defined life after the fall Who was the first guy that really wanted original thought satan i will ascend above the throne of god i will be like the most high and he's thinking man i'm i'm confessing just like i've watched god create the universe so i figured this deal out i figured out how to overcome god i'll just operate like him the problem is he's not god he's a created being so good feeling gone. Could you imagine? The, ain't Michael, Gabriel, they're watching this guy. They're thinking, oh man, this isn't going to end well. You know, and then all of a sudden they see God and he's starting to move his lips. Oh, he's going to talk. Because it says, and then God said, you will be brought low. Right? And that's when he was cast to the earth. See, Zoe life Is not living your own life it's literally the God of heaven has given you and I the privilege and the honor to be born of him of his very seed so that we can be one with him and walk one with him if you'll notice the New Testament writers did they lose their identity their personality no right I mean, Luke, if he talks about somebody, he doesn't say they had a fever, they had a great fever. They don't have leprosy, they're full of leprosy. Why? Well, Luke was a doctor. I mean, you know, your identity and your individuality, actually, I should say it this way your individuality, it's enhanced as you know him. Right? Look at the world. Man, you got 20 year old girls with perfect skin blowing their lips up with Botox. You're like, what? What are you doing? Right, I gotta look this and I gotta do this. It's just a mess, right? I think we were watching a Transformer movie years ago and there's this beautiful girl in there. By the second one, she looked like a blowfish. I'm like, dude, come on. Who talked you into that? Now, we could laugh at people, but don't we do the same thing? I'm just not enough. Right? If you want to change anything in your life, you have to get a vision from God, and God's Word will help you change everything in your life. I better move on. I'm starting to, wow. Are you getting this, though? That's the main thing. Okay. Let me just back up, right? He tells us what the end of the matter is, then he backs up and begins the process of fulfilling that end, just like a builder develops an idea and a blueprint and then starts building. In other words, in every area, purpose is established before production. So when, you, when, you, when God gives you vision from his word, what happens is you see God's purpose for your life. And then you take the faith of God to bring that to pass in your life. And that's how you walk by faith. See, look at Colossians chapter two, verse 10, says this. Colossians 2.10 says this. And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Does it say, and you will be complete in him after you walk with him for so many years? It doesn't say that, does it? It says, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality. That word power is authority. You're complete in him, which is the head of all principality and authority in the universe. In other words, God completed you before he created you. So this is why don't try to become something. You already are. Find out who you are and just walk that out. You could sit here this morning and know your end you can know your end I'm gonna walk right I'm gonna walk through the valley of the shadow of death but I'm gonna lie down in green pastures in the valley of the shadow of death I'm gonna be led by still waters a place of peace and rest pastor Dave was talking about that right I'm going to walk in the anointing which is going to cause my cup to always be in overflow. Surely goodness and mercy is going to follow me all the days of my life and I'm going to abide in the presence of God forever in the house of the Lord forever. That's my life. So anything that doesn't look like that, that's going to, because I'm seeing that on the inside, if something pops up that's wrong, it's going to be like, yeah right? When people are trained to find counterfeit money, they don't look at counterfeit money. They look at the real. If you just look at the real, you'll be able to see the counterfeit. But if you're not getting a vision of the real, you will buy the counterfeit. Because sometimes the counterfeit looks so good, and man, it's right now, but boy, is it not the right thing. Your birth is proof of your completion. Man, it all all started the moment I got born again. I didn't realize it. At four and a half years old, I was complete in Christ. Wow. Instead of striving, now this is big, instead of striving to fulfill what God has given you to do, you can rely on him to finish it as you allow him to guide you through the specifics. So that's why I'm not stressed. Everything I put my hand to will be brought to maturity, Psalm 1-3, if I just delight in the word, in the Lord and meditate in his word day and night. See, it just, let me say this again. This, the Lord said this to me years ago. Instead of striving to fulfill what God has given you to do, you can rely on him to finish it as you allow him to guide you through the specifics. That's why faith is the victory that overcomes the world. When you get an it is written, it is your victory. That is why you must live by faith. What is that? Looking forward with expectation Right for what God has already completed. Faith gives substance to that thing that you're hoping. What is Bible hope? That Greek word means it's a joyous, confident expectation. It doesn't mean it may happen, it may not. No, 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 no. It's faith gives substance to the thing i'm expecting it is actually the proof the title deed of what i can't see or perceive with my senses i already know i know god i know how he works he finishes something before he starts it so everything that i face in life it's not catching him off guard and you say but yeah but what if you mess up can you breathe a mirror or or can you fog a mirror because if you can, it's not too late. He will turn it all and work it all, and, and, and he has a plan. Do you, know, do you know when he saw you mess that up? We can't, we can't even know that, because he's all-knowing. So maybe, what, billions of years before you were ever born? He saw you mess that up. Do you think, do you think that God has ever sat on the throne and went, wow, huh. Jesus, I, I didn't see that one coming. No, so don't stress. Well, I fried my brain with drugs. I fried my liver with alcohol. I've, 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 I've not taken care of my physical body. Great. Okay, so forgetting those things that are behind, repent and believe God and watch him. He'll fix every organ. He'll change everything. Right? Why is that? Well, because that's part of his plan. If you don't live by faith, you're going to be moved by the circumstances you see with your eyes, your natural eyes, instead of being moved by the vision of your heart. That is the biggest thing. Why does a person not honor God in their finances? Because the circumstances of their life are moving them, not the vision that's in their heart. And what happens is it's stopping them for progressing down the path. Why does a person not forgive that has been hurt by somebody? Because they're so focused on the way they feel instead of the vision on the inside of them. The Lord will show you that you could forgive that person who deeply hurt you. In other words, guys, God, if you leave here with nothing else, God has a purpose for your life. It's very specific to you. In God's eyes, though, you you have to get this, and this will rock you a little bit, In God's eyes, that purpose is already finished because he has placed in you the potential for fulfilling it. Why do you think it says Jesus was crucified before the foundation of the world? When did that plan? See, this is not what happened. They create Adam and Eve, man, they're all excited. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, they create them. And man, they're just, just—they're. father's like, hey, I'll see you guys later. No, 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 we're coming too. They're all walking with Adam in the cool of the day. Then they create Eve because they're like, you know, this guy, I mean, even though he's perfect, he definitely needs help. So they create Eve, right? So because it, it, it's like, you know, guys, we don't like being alone. So he does not like him being alone. This cool of the day thing's not enough for him. So let's make a woman. So they take the womb. It's translated rib because that King James translator just couldn't handle. What do you mean Adam had a womb? Yeah. Whatever. Takes the womb, makes Eve. Adam's like, oh, this is bone of my bone. See, we read that so religiously. Oh, this is bone of my bone. No, it's like when I look at my wife. Whoa! She is gorgeous. That's what bone of my bone means. I mean, Adam's like, wow, this is the ultimate woman in the world. So then all of a sudden, could you imagine Eve listening to Satan, and God's over here going, Why, wh- what is Adam doing? Adam's standing there letting her talk to this idiot. And then pretty soon, she takes and she eats the apple, and her light goes out. The glory of God leaves her. She dies spiritually right before his eyes. And now all of a sudden, he's like, oh my gosh, this woman who is everything to me, I'm separated from her. So, knowing everything, eyes wide open, Adam takes and he eats it too. He chooses to be with her versus to be with God. Do you think that God went, oh shoot. I never saw that coming. What are we going to be doing? No, no, the plan for Jesus to bear all of man's sins and get man back, that plan was in place before God ever created the planet. Nothing catches him off guard. So here's the big thing with this. You've got to understand, in God's eyes, God's plan for your life is already done. Because he's already laid it out, he sees the end from the beginning, and he's placed within you the potential to walk it all out. And you know what that potential is? It's the Holy Spirit. God, it's done in God's eyes. So when you're sitting there beating yourself up because you kicked the dog or because you did something wrong, God's over here going, Listen, forget that, just confess it and let's go. Right? Because life is going, and man, I want to show you how good I am, and I want to use your life to show the world how good I am. Don't, don't be all caught up in yourself here. Forget about that. It's already paid for. Let's go. Do you see how, if we don't meditate in the Word, this nature of our flesh will pull our eyes over to natural things, and we become blind? This is, this is big, This is very big, guys. Hallelujah. We see our purpose through the eyes of vision, which is redemptive revelation of God's word. In other words, as you meditate in the word and the Holy Spirit opens it, what will you see? You will see God's vision and plan and purpose for your life you'll see it and when you see it you'll never settle for anything less because it'll no longer be if it may happen or if it may not no you already know no it's done it's already part of God's plan we see this purpose through faith you can't separate these things that's why faith vision and purpose they flow together they flow together So look at Jeremiah 29, 11. Let's look at this verse through these glasses now. Because I believe some lights are starting to go on with some people. No, I know they are for me. God's taken me deeper in this. If you ever come to church and think you know everything that I'm talking about, oh, you poor blind person. Because I don't even know everything I'm talking about. And I'm excited about that. Right? I love, I love in one of the visions that Brother Hagen had with, with God, with Jesus. Jesus walked into his bedroom, started talking to him about some things, and he, and, and it just rocked Brother Hagen because he's like, Lord, you're going to have to show me that in the word because I've never seen that in the word. And he said, Jesus smiled at him and said, oh, my son, there's many things you haven't seen in the word. god is so gracious like right now man i'm just when i when i teach on these things this is salvation while we were dead he came looking for us and gave us all of himself it is but a small thing for me to give him my whole life it's such a wonderful thing Jeremiah 29 11 says for I know the thoughts now when you see the word thoughts in the Hebrew language it's the Hebrew word for plans and purposes for I know the thoughts or I know the plans and purposes that I think towards you the Hebrew word for think is purpose to read this literally God would be saying now he ta- he was talking to people in Babylonian captivity He says, for I know the plans and purposes that I purpose towards you, saith the Lord, plans and purposes of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. In the Hebrew language, it would be an end of expectation or to give you the thing that you long for. Literally, it would read like this. For I know the plans and purposes that I purpose towards you, saith the Lord. Plans and purposes of peace and not of evil to give you the thing that you long for. That's God. Psalm ninety-one sixteen says, With long life will I satisfy him and show him. Look at that. Show him, not tell him. Show him my salvation god wants to show you wow see frustration manifests when you don't know how to bring the vision to pass frustration manifests why because we can't we can't progress we can't possess something that we can't see So we get frustrated. So don't get frustrated. Get in the Word. If you're not meditating in the Word, this is what will happen. You'll have this desire on the inside of you, but you won't see any way for it to come to pass. Right? I mean, I was so... I had this college and career ministry. Everybody is coming and meeting falling in love and getting married used to tick me off because I mean I'm like in Southern California and I'm like yeah there's no girls here it doesn't matter where you are yeah there's nobody here there's definitely nobody in our church right there's nobody in anywhere that I know anybody that I could ever be with I mean we would have activities and I would go okay all couples you got to split up If I can't be with somebody, none of y'all are going to be with anybody. They'd laugh at me, right? But then one day, this lady from Iowa, I grew up in Illinois, but I'd never met anybody from Iowa. And then one day, Jeanette just showed up. God brought her all the way from Fairfield, Iowa, and sat her right in front of me. And the back of her head connected with the inside of me right? What's interesting is three years after our marriage, when I was teaching on, you could have what you say, the Lord goes, well, that's the way it worked for you. And he just, it's like in a moment of time, all the times, ever since I moved to California at 17 years old, I would always say this. I didn't even remember this. I would always say, I'm going to marry a Midwestern girl and I will know her when I see her. The thing that freaked me out when I first met Jeanette, you could imagine meeting Jeanette. I'm a talker, but she's not really a talker. On our first date, all she did was laugh at me, smile and laugh, <laughs> right? And, but you could imagine the first time I met her in church that day, I'm sitting there talking to this girl that I just met, and I feel like I've known her my whole life. It, it, it was it was crazy. I was almost 28. She was you know she was 22 almost 23. We're both only children. I had lived on my own since I was 17. Our transition to marriage there wasn't any. You would think, you know, especially with me, I like everything a certain way. You know, she likes she really likes everything a certain way too. You know, but but just it was just it just worked. Now, I will admit she had to put up with a lot more stuff than I had to, but I know that's probably hard for you guys to believe since you know how perfect I am as your pastor. So anyway, enough about that story. We better move on, right? No, frustration manifests. It manifests when you don't know how to bring the vision to pass. And see, then you'll try to, then it really manifests because then you try to start playing the, the charismatic Christian game God said and instead of meditating in the word you just go around well God said and God said and, and then things don't work out and then you just kind of get quiet because you know but you're in your flesh so if somebody says hey maybe God didn't say you get mad at them don't tell me I've got the spirit of God right God doesn't want any of that for your life don't try to bring your vision to pass that's called toil It's called works. Let God bring that vision to you. Show you your purpose and then empower you and energize you to walk it out. So I'm going to close with this scripture. Philippians chapter 2 in verse 12. Look at this scripture. I love this. It says, wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation. Notice we don't work out anybody else's salvation. The prophetic phrase, God told me that you should do that, run. Unless unless you have a great relationship with that person, and when they say that to you, you just know God's already been talking to you about doing it, right? Right? You work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. In other words, you work out your own salvation with a reverence and an honor and a respect for God above everything else in your life. Why? Verse 13, for it is God which worketh in you. This word worketh literally means God is on the inside of you, energizing you. It, it means to energize. God is literally on the inside of you, energizing you both to will, to want to do his will, and to do of his good pleasure. Pleasure. Why pleasure? Well, that Greek word means purpose. So in other words, work out your own salvation with a reverence for God because he's in, on the inside of you energizing you to want to walk out his plan for your life and to do his purpose for your life. Isn't that amazing? I love the Amplified classic of this. It brings out the Greek. It says, not in your own strength, for it is God who's all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work For his good pleasure and satisfaction. It's amazing. I love that. In other words, you're on this incredible ride called Zoe life. And it goes from glory to glory. And every part of it is you get to know God more and more intimately. It's wonderful.